Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nesbitt Connection Podcast. Thank you for joining us here today and for all of your continued support. You know, most of us, I think it's safe to say, have been back at work for a while now after having a bit of a short holiday. Uh, Some of us are even trying to take off a few of the extra pounds we put on at Christmas. You know, I'm not sure what it is with all the women in my life, but they all sure love to bake at Christmas, and they bake way too much. I have to admit, though, as I get older, the weight sure seems to go on a whole lot faster and come off a whole lot slower. I have to watch what I eat a whole lot closer. You know, by minimizing and monitoring my sweets intake, I can help control or minimize my weight gain. But, you know, when I put on a few pounds, I, you know, I feel yucky, I lose energy, and, of course, you know, I, I think I look different. I think most of us are really great at watching what we feed our bodies. You know, we typically eat three meals a day at close to the same time every day. But how many of us are really good at feeding our minds the same way? How many of us are in a routine of reading or listening to something every day? You know, something that will help you grow. Properly feeding our minds is every bit as important as feeding our hunger. There is only one thing in this entire world that we have complete control over, and that's our attitude. You know, we have complete control over our attitude. Do you make it a point every day to consciously feed your mind? Remember, your mind controls your attitude. Most of us are unconscious. You know, if you don't think this is so, just try watching CNN for an hour and tell me you don't hate Donald Trump. They pump out huge doses of vitamin H every day for free. I try to feed my mind daily. I start every morning with reading a page from two daily readers before I even have my first cup of coffee. After breakfast, I try to read a minimum of 30 minutes every day with a highlighter in hand, and I feed my mind before I take on the day. Over the years, I have come to really notice how my days are so much better when I do this. I am a firm believer that the secret to our success can be found in our daily routine. You know, either you run the day or the day runs you. You decide. It was Jim Rowan that said, you know, failure is just a few simple errors in judgment repeated daily. Depending on what I'm doing, I will usually have either a podcast or an audio book going at all times. You know, whether I'm cre- uh, working on up- upcoming sessions or training sessions or, or creating content even like this, I'm listening to something that's going to help me grow. I have become addicted to learning. You know, I know that I'm not good enough to stay the same. I have to keep getting better. I'm a firm believer that if I stop growing today, I'll stop teaching tomorrow. I'm not one of those people who can just sit around and do nothing. You know, the other day I was talking to a friend of mine before Christmas, and he said, you know, Mark, he said, since COVID, I've never watched so much TV. Well, you know, good for him. If he's enjoying life and he's happy and he's relaxing, good for him. God bless him. I can't do that. The only day I took off last year was Christmas Day. You know, and the only reason I share this with you is, you know, I, I, I love doing something that's productive. You know, just working either on our houses or, or either one of our daughter's homes last year, I put in well over 500 hours on weekends and evenings just adding value to homes, okay? Uh, if I can add value to our home or our daughter's home, to me that's a great way to spend a weekend. You know, because progress equals hap. There is nothing more satisfying than to sit back and be proud of what we've accomplished. As leaders, we need to do the same thing. 
You know, we need to do the same thing with our people because they're not going to do it on their own. Never be afraid at the end of the day to take a minute with your people and just look back at what you've created. Because you got to remember, you know, results drive engagement. So sit back and admire what you did. Celebrate it. Not only did I get to spend well, well over 500 hours, uh, you know, working on homes, but I, I did a lot of learning at the same time. You know, I listened to industry experts. You know, I picked up on things that I can pass on to you. I'm very particular with what I feed my mind. I don't watch TV. I rarely listen to music anymore. And that's hard because I love music as much as the next person does. However, I now listen with the intent to learn and grow and not the intent to dance. The learning that we can do in our spare time is unlimited. I've even found that when I go for a run that I can do some of my best learnings. I'll go for, I quite often go for a long run and I'll come home and I'll write down some notes and quotes from what I learned while I was out enjoying the fresh air. The whole point I want to make here is that we can all grow if we want to. It's so easy to do. But we need to make a priority to do it. You know, we need to make it a priority to feed our minds. We've got to keep the attitude, especially with this COVID stuff going on, you know, that we've got to grow through what we're going through. Feeding your mind is every bit as important as feeding your hunger. But like everything else, everything that's real easy to do is also real easy not to do. Let's shift, shift gears here for a minute and talk about COVID. What if the cure for this disease is worse than the disease itself? This whole COVID thing is bad. And if you've lost a loved one or somebody that, you know, if you know somebody who's lost a loved one, I really feel for you. It breaks my heart. You know, Joe Diffie to me was not a loved one, but I sure loved his music. You know, and I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness of this pandemic. It's bad. It's serious. But you got to remember, as leaders, we have to learn to recognize the underlying effects it's having on our people. These lockdowns, to me, are a bit like the Chinese water torture. It just keeps dripping and dripping with no end in sight. We have seen more mental illness as a result of it. We've seen more addiction issues as a result of these lockdowns. Nobody is talking to anybody anymore. Even myself, I'm terrible at picking up the phone now and calling people. We see people sharing their most on social media, confessing how they are suffering from anxiety, and that's like the new norm. You know, if you thought we had communication issues before, they're typically worse now. And I want to share with you, the reason I bring this up is, you know, communication decreases anxiety. You know, communication decreases anxiety. If you know somebody that's suffering from anxiety, you know, you got to talk to them. I'm very grateful to a friend of mine, Perry, who called me the other day just out of the blue. He said, Mark, you are on my list. So, of course, I questioned him, what do you mean I'm on your list? He says, Mark, he said, I make a list of people every day that I'm going to call just to say hello. What a wonderful thing to do. If you are in a leadership role, you can easily do that too. Make it a point to call three or four people every day just to say hi. They would love to hear from you, I promise you that. I love doing business on a handshake. I can't even shake hands anymore. We now walk around wearing masks, and we don't know if the person that we're meeting is smiling at us or sticking out their tongue. 
Since I have such a hard time with my hearing after being around equipment for so many years, I really struggle with hearing muffled voices. And I can't even read lips anymore. You know, when, when people that we're talking with or we're trying to communicate with someone, you know, we got to keep asking ourselves this one simple question. We know what we said to them, but do we know what they heard? Communication is harder now than it's ever been. One thing for certain, uh, through this awful pandemic, though, is it's certainly shown us how poor our political leaders are. And the reason I bring this up is, you know, some of my best learning I have did from watching others make mistakes. And I think if we just don't do what they're doing, we'd be a whole lot wiser. And I'm going to share a couple of examples with you. You've got to remember, I'm always thinking of things on a leadership bias. So, you know, so this is, again, my perspective on the leadership of it. We have not only seen in Canada, but also in the U.S., where leaders have constantly said, you know, that they'll give us a whole list of do's and don'ts. You know, that they're they're trying their absolute best to bubble wrap us. Then, within hours or days, there are stories or pictures of them doing just exactly what they told us not to do. You know, have they never heard of the saying that people do what people see? Just recently, here in Ontario, you know, someone questioned the, the leader of the province with a letter regarding the lockdowns. As a result of that letter, the, the, that person got fired because they asked a question. You know, if you're a leader on, on a job site or in an office or wherever you are, if someone asked you a question and if you fired them, how, how long do you think it would be before the questions stopped coming? You know, you got to remember, and the funny thing is, is, you know, one of the most powerful questions we can ask as a leader is if you were me, what would you do differently? You know, we have to be willing, you know, to to learn from our people because they're sitting there lots of times with far better ideas than we have. But, you know, when leaders fail, the followers pay the price. Leaders, you know, we make invisible decisions with very visible results, you know, and we see decisions being made now on what they call their modeling and their logical decisions. You know, when all you look at is some computer monitor with the modeling, you know, showing you all these numbers that you want to follow, you cannot see the guy in the corner crying his eyes out because his wife left him. You know, you can't see, you can't see the people who have put everything on the line, who have financed their homes to start a business only to be told that they have to close their doors and then watch their customers head to a big box store. I have a real hard time believing that a small family-owned business with very little traffic, low traffic, isn't safer than a large big box store with thousands of people going through the doors on a daily basis. I'm only an armchair expert, but I have emotions. And emotions trump logic every time. We see parents out there literally struggling. You know, they're moving their shifts around so the mom can work a morning and maybe the dad comes home early in the afternoon to do homeschooling for kids. I really feel for those parents. You know, their marriages are being put to the test. And, and, and you know, the thing is, is when, when, when relationships are being put to the test, sometimes there's arguments. And, and, and there's, there's a whole bunch of downstream effects from this COVID that we're not really seeing. Uh, you know, we see it in our own home, but we don't see just how much there is out there. We have people who aren't even talking to each other anymore in public for fear of catching COVID. 
Just try going for a walk down the street and see how many people, if they don't cross the street, they get clean off the sidewalk and walk on the street to avoid you. I can promise you one thing. When we're thinking about COVID and we're thinking about lockdowns, we're not thinking about our jobs. It's impossible to think of two things at the same time. I myself, I find it really hard to stay focused on something when I keep getting distracted by small things. If there is one thing that we can learn from this entire COVID deal, though, is the importance of constant messaging and how good it works. You know, just look, sit back and see how, you know, with this messaging that they're doing and see how it could benefit your group. Is there anyone who does not know by now that you got to stay six feet apart? Is there anyone who hasn't heard the term social distancing? Is there anyone who hasn't been told to wash your hands? Repetition is the mother of learning. And that's because, you know, no matter where we go, there are signs, there's people telling us to do this. There's one place that my wife and I will go to, and there's actually somebody walking around with a shopping cart with a billboard on the shopping cart telling us we've got to stay six feet apart. So there's constant messaging. But, you know, even with all the messaging, there are still some of us out of habit forget the message. So that being said, we've got to ask ourselves, sometimes, you know, we'll ask somebody to do something and maybe they don't get it. You know, because we only ask them the once. You know, sometimes, you know, we got to ask it over and over. we got to keep that messaging out there. To me, this messaging that I'm referring to is a lot like having a great vision statement. You know, I, I worked with a lot of companies, and I'm very grateful for the fact that I've helped them create vision statements. And, and you know, when you have a good vision statement and you keep talking about it and you, people keep repeating it and they get to know it, it's amazing what it does for a company. If you ever want to have some fun, just Google, you know, who was the wisest man that ever lived? You know, the answer you're going to get is Solomon. You know, Solomon was known as the wisest man that ever lived. I don't know about you, but if, if you heard that there was this really wise man, you know, wouldn't you want to learn from them? I did. I have read everything and studied everything that Solomon has ever written, and it's golden. Solomon was also the guy that says, you know, where there is no vision, the people will perish. You know, where there is no vision, the people will perish. Because you know, we have to remember, focus equals feelings. You know, spend a, uh, most of us spend a lot of time thinking about ourselves. We can't help it. You know, we just want to know where we're going. You know, what am I doing here? What's my future hold with this company? Our jobs as leaders is to be continually reminding and encouraging our people what their future holds. There has never been a time when constant communication has been so important. You know, we all just want a place to belong. That's why people join organizations and volunteer groups. That's why people join unions. You know, they want to belong to something bigger than themselves. If we think we have no future in a job, our heart's not going to be in it. You know, that, that's important. If we think we have no future in our job, we will have no heart in our job. And what we have no heart in, we will never be great at. Our thoughts control our beliefs. You know, passion creates energy and tenacity in people. It's our jobs as leaders, you know, to help our people dwell on the good thoughts and not the bad ones. You know, there's what you call some stinking thinking out there, and we got to be aware of it, and we got to help people when we see it, you know, and, and kind of monitor it. Good leaders quite often want more for their people than their people want for themselves. You know, we quite often have higher expectations of the people on our teams than they have for themselves.
You know, forgive me if I, I talked about COVID maybe a bit much, but it, it's breaking my heart to see so many people, so many homes, and so many businesses suffering from this. Like, it, it's breaking my heart. And, and I always try to keep things relatable, you know, with what's going on today in the news. Please remember, though, I'm seeing things through a leader's eyes, not through a follower's eyes. Because leaders see farther than others see. You know, they see more than others see. Quite often they see before others see. Followers aren't even looking. They're just following along, happy as heck to stay in line. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not like that. I'm a leader. I have to get out in front and say, hey, look, this isn't right. You know, we have to fix this and we've got to help our people get through this. As leaders, we go first. You know, we're the ones out front rallying the troops. It's our job. You know, if you're there supporting them in times like this, they're going to remember you. You know, I can remember all the people who have been there for me over my life, and I've never forgotten them. And, you know, as leaders, we go first. You know, leading in trying times like this also means listening. And, you know, listening isn't talking. You know, your people may just need an ear to hear them out, to hear what they have to say. And this is something that I struggle with sometimes. Listening means not trying to solve their problems when they stop. You know, sometimes, you know, people just want to get stuff off their chest. You know, I think things always seem to be a whole lot better when we share them. And I'll give you a kind of a, I'm going to paint a picture of this so we can understand it a bit better. If you have a full glass of water, a full glass that you cannot put any more in, then you take another glass the same size that's empty, and you pour half of that water into that empty glass. Well, then guess what? Your original glass is now only half full. And because it's only half full, it can take on more. And you see, we're the same way. When we unload on somebody and we share with somebody, then we can take on more. But the first thing we have to do is we got to make sure that you know we're there for them so we can you know, just listen to them so they can take on more. You know, the interesting thing is I'm very grateful for the for the big following I have on Instagram. I have had so many people message me on Instagram and reached out and said, hey, you know, i got to share my story with you. I just want to tell you about my leader. My leader, you know, I, sometimes I hear good stories, but I'm going to tell you more often than not, I hear stories about how poor their leaders are. And, and you know, one of the most common things that I hear is how their leaders won't talk to them. You know, they don't talk to them, they don't say hello, they'll come into work and they just walk right by and don't say hi. And I feel for them, but it's funny, you know, I remember quite a few years ago, I, I, I worked for this gentleman and I worked my heart out for him because I, I just thought he was, you know, I thought he was a, you know, a really good guy and I still do today, uh, you know, but, but you know, this guy was a bit like Magnum P.I., a great big tall guy with a mustache and he would drive in the yard and he would not look at me, he would not wave at me, he would not even acknowledge at me. The f- he would not notice the fact that I was working my heart out. And that used to really upset me. So I know some, you know, what it feels like you know, to have our leaders not pay attention to us. I, I think it's awful what happens. But the thing is, you got to remember, with people, the small things are the big things. You know, with people, the small things are the big things. I love to help those people that reach out to me. You know, for me, there is no greater compliment than to have a total stranger to message me on Instagram asking for advice. You know, when I help them, I feel great. There is no greater feeling than to help somebody else. You put a smile on somebody else's face, and I can promise you, you're going to feel amazing. I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, you can have everything you want in life if you will just help enough people get what they want.
One of my favorite sayings, and I've heard this many, many years ago, if you want to keep it, you got to give it away. And you know, and I try to practice that daily. I try to give away as much as I can to help people to learn and grow. And you know, saying that, I just, you know, I want to end this podcast, but I want to do it with asking you a question. You know, what is it that you can commit to doing on a daily basis so you can become just a little bit better tomorrow than you are today? Is it listening to a podcast like this? You know, is it, is it reading a book every day? You know, what is it that you can start tomorrow on a daily basis so you can become just a little bit better tomorrow than you are today? Please message me. Let me know what your decision is. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Please hit the subscribe button and don't forget to rate us. Thank you so much.